A normal stranger. The community seemed safe enough. Kids were always out in the street playing and getting into minor mischief. This was par for the course as far as growing up was concerned. One day, one of the neighborhood mothers heard that another child had been kidnapped. This was the last straw and Mrs. Robertson called about 10 kids in to talk with them. Mrs. Robertson already had the sugar-free Kool-Aid out as well as sugar-free hard candy to gain their attention. Mrs. Robertson set up her large white erasable board and began. Okay, kids, you're probably wondering why I called you over here today. Mrs. Robertson began and continued. Well, another child has been kidnapped. Today, I want you to come up with to the board and draw a picture of what you would do if a normal stranger approached you, Mrs. Robertson said. What is a normal stranger? asked Charlie, Mrs. Robertson's son. Yeah, if you are normal, then you are not a stranger, Betsy added. Yeah, everyone agreed. I was hoping you would answer like that, Mrs. Robertson said. That's exactly why you are here today. If someone approached you in a monster outfit, you would run like heck, right? Mrs. Robertson asked. Yeah, I don't like monsters, Ralph said. Me either, someone else said. Me either, everyone agreed. Okay, Mrs. Robertson added and then continued. Go ahead and draw. I'll have to take care of something upstairs. Mrs. Robertson went upstairs and Teddy began to draw stick figures. Within two minutes, Teddy was finished and Mrs. Robertson came down with a baseball cap and a fake mustache. Hi, I'm Jim. I'm lost and I, I, need, I have to be somewhere in five minutes. Where is the mall from here? Mrs. Robertson said in a gruff voice. Hey, we were doing something else. You can't do that, Charlie yelled. What do you mean, Mrs. Robertson said, staying in character and continued. I have to go to the mall. Can you give me directions? Okay, okay, Miss Sheesh. Go down that road over there, Betsy said helpfully. I'm sorry, I'm a little hard of hearing. Can you move a little closer? Mrs. Robertson said. Betsy moved closer and pointed and said, You go down that. Mrs. Robertson grabbed her arm and pretended to pull her into an imaginary car. Betsy screamed as the doorbell rang. Mrs. Robertson went to answer it. It was Mrs. Samuels. Mrs. Robertson, have you seen Betsy? Mrs. Samuels asked and continued. Why are you all dressed up like a baseball player? She's here. I'm teaching the kids about normal strangers, Mrs. Robertson replied. That's a great idea. I just saw that on TV as well about the kidnapping. Mrs. Samuels said and stepped inside to join their lesson. Okay, let's analyze Teddy's picture. Teddy drew a picture of a gorilla-like object walking towards a stick figure 
that was playing by a lake. Okay, Teddy, what do we have here? Mrs. Robertson asked. Well, I'm playing at the lake and a bad man comes up to me. He asked me if I want to play catch and I run away, Teddy said. That's good, Teddy, Mrs. Robertson said and erased the board. Mrs. Robertson drew a stick figure on the board and then drew another stick figure. Okay, now we're going to move on to the next phase. Charlie, can you help me up here? Mrs. Robertson politely asked. Charlie stood up and stood by the board. What would you do if a normal looking person whom you did not know asked you to help him find his puppy? Mrs. Robertson asked. Before today, I would have helped him, but now I'm thinking that I wouldn't. Charlie said, unsure if he was giving the right answer. Mrs. Robertson smiled and gave Charlie a piece of candy and said, that's exactly correct. Mrs. Robertson put the lid back on the mag magic marker kit and sat down with the kids. There is no puppy, just a wicked person trying to trick you, Mrs. Robertson said. Say you're out on Halloween and you go up to a house and knock on the door, Mrs. Robertson said and continued. What do you say? Trick or treat, they all said in unison. Have you ever gotten tricked when you when you asked that question, Mrs. Robertson asked? No, they all said simultaneously. Well, what if they said, come in and get your treat, Mrs. Robertson asked. Their eyes were as wide as saucers as each had a different picture in their imagination. I'd run away. My life is much, much worth much more than a piece of candy. Betsy exclaimed, and her mother smiled. Mrs. Robertson thought about rewarding Betsy with candy for having the correct answer, but it wouldn't have been appropriate in this case. How about the Internet? Mrs. Samuels chimed in and continued. Say, say you're on the internet and you start chatting to someone you do not know. They seem like the nicest person on earth and want to meet you to play ball at your school. They wouldn't be a, considered a threat, would they? It's just like the puppy, Ralph said and continued. There is no niceness, and even if a person was nice, it's not worth risking. You guys have really impressed us. Let's go out for ice cream, Mr. Robertson offered. I'll have to ask my mom, Teddy said. Me too, Ralph said. Me too. One more thing. Even if something as simple as going over to our house requires that you ask your mom first, Mrs. Robertson said. Teddy and Ralph both ran out the door and were back in five minutes. Mrs. Robertson and Mrs. Samuels took the kids to the ice cream parlor and everyone had a great time. That night, Charlie had a dream. He was playing outside when a normal stranger approached him. Hello, buddy. Your mom told me to pick you up. She's taking you to get a puppy, the normal stranger said. Wow, that's great, Charlie said and turned to his friends and added, See you later, guys. I've got to go. Charlie got into the normal stranger's car, and as soon as he closed the door, everything went black. A huge monster came at him, and he woke up covered in sweat. He grabbed his pillow and blanket and went into his parents' room and slept. 
At school the next day, Teddy ran up to Charlie with wide eyes and said, I had a dream last night. It was horrible. I was playing inside my house at this normal-looking stranger came to the door. He was scared and yelled, My house is on fire. Can I use your phone, please? I said he could, and as soon as the door closed behind him, flames were everywhere. He turned into a monster, and I was running from him. I woke up covered in sweat. Charlie told Teddy about his dream, and Ralph walked up. I had one of the happiest dreams last night, Teddy said with a grin. We both had dreams too, but ours were scary, Charlie said. Well, in mine, Teddy began, we were all in the classroom, and it was a cartoon. We were all in there with all of our friends, and we were talking to young kids much younger than us. They were telling everyone about talking to strangers. Only the strangers they were talking to about looked normal. You know how in Scooby-Doo, when, when they always tear off the mask and the monster is a person? Charlie and Teddy nodded and listened carefully. Ralph continued. They would tell kids to make believe, a make-believe story to get them into the car. Once they got into the car, they took off the normal stranger's mask and they turned into a monster. They were monsters underneath the normal masks. I was scared in the dream until the kids ran out of the classroom and into their parents' arms. That's what we should do, Charlie said and continued. We can buy two masks, one normal one normal, and one monster one, and teach, teach it to little kids. After school that day, the three boys met at the Robertson's house, and they told the idea to Mrs. Robertson. They all went and bought two masks and rehearsed for the next couple of days. While they were, were rehearsing, Mrs. Robertson built a car out of some scrap wood and a wooden table and an old wooden table. Miss Samuels handed out flyers, which read as follows. A normal stranger. We will hold a play with an important message. This Saturday in the Robertson's backyard. If you love your child, you will cancel any plans and attend. The younger, the better. 12 noon. That Saturday morning, everyone began showing up around 11.30 a.m. and Mr. and Mrs. Samuels directed everyone to sit in a large circle encompassing the wooden car. At around 11.55 a.m., all of the community had shown up. Many of them even invited friends and family. Miss Robertson came out and said, Greetings, everyone. I want to thank you for changing your plans to attend our play. The kids have put together a play that was inspired by a dream that Ralph had. It could very, very well save your child's life. Take it away, boys. Charlie walked to the middle of the circle and said, Welcome to a normal stranger. We will need three young volunteers. Noah, Samantha, Samantha and M Emily their hands went up first, so Charlie picked them to, to be a part of the play. Please stand over by the pretend car, please, Charlie politely said. Teddy dressed up as a normal stranger, wearing both masks, and approached the kids. Hi, kids. My name is Professor Lively. I am a new teacher over at your elementary school, but I am lost. Here are three new toys in advance since you 
are so nice to help me. Can you ride with me and show me where it is? I'll buy you some ice cream along the way. It'll be fun. The kids agreed and got into the car. And away we go, Professor Lively said, and pretended to start driving. Scary music played, and Professor Lively turned off the radio and pulled off his normal-looking mask. The kids screamed at the sight of the monster, and the kids all ran to their parents' arms for comfort. What just happened, Ralph asked the audience. Judy raised her hand. They talked to a stranger. He didn't look like a stranger at all, a young boy voiced. That is a very good observation, Ralph noted and continued. But what happened when he took off his mask? He became a monster, the kid said. Exactly, Ralph noted. They called more kids up in groups of threes until everyone was aware of what they were doing. They even used different ways each time until it became clear to them that even if they looked normal, a stranger is a stranger, no matter what. A meeting was held at the town hall and the kids performed the play. Then they performed again and again, filling auditoriums to capacity. The play clawed on little by little and kids were acting out all, all over the United States. Children from other countries began acting it out, and the world became a much safer place. And they all lived humbly ever after. The beginning.